the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, Pastor Sterling. Well, if you have your Bibles with you, and you should, turn with me to Daniel chapter 10, beginning at verse 10. God's Word reads as follows. Suddenly a hand touched me, which made me tremble on my knees and on the palms of my hands. And he said to me, O Daniel, man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak to you and stand upright, for I have now been sent to you. While we, or rather he was speaking this word to me, I stood trembling. Then he said to me, do not fear, Daniel, for from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have... uh, Come because of your words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me for twenty-one days, and behold, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me, for I had been left alone there with the kings of Persia. Now I have come to make you understand what the will or what will happen to your people in the latter days, for the vision refers to many days yet to come. And when he had spoken such words to me, I turned my face toward the ground and became speechless. And suddenly one having the likeness of the sons of men touched my lips. Then I opened my mouth and spoke, saying to him who stood before me, My Lord, because of the vision, my sorrows have overwhelmed me, and I have uh, retained no strength. For how can this servant of my Lord talk with you? My Lord, as for me, no strength remains in me now, nor is there any breath left in me. Then again, the one having the likeness of a man touched me and strengthened me. And he said, O man, greatly beloved, fear not. Be uh, Peace be to you. Be strong. Yes, be strong. Uh, So when he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, let my Lord speak, for you have strengthened me. And then he said, do you know why I have come to you? And now I, ha- I must return to fight with the prince of Persia. And when I have gone forth, indeed, the prince of Greece will come. Uh, but I will tell you what is noted in the scripture of truth. No one opposes me against these except Michael, your prince. Will you pray with me this morning? Eternal God, we need you. And uh, In advance, we thank you for what you're getting ready to do. Spirit of the Lord, I'm praying that you would speak a clear word here in the midst of your people, that if any don't know you, that today would be the day that they would come to give their heart and their life to you. 
I pray, eternal God, if there's any that are struggling and wrestling with their relationship with you, they've walked away, the fellowship has been broken, that the word of God would draw them to restore the broken fellowship. Spirit of the living God, those who've come in hurting and in desperation and despair, seeking and desiring to hear a word from you, God, speak clearly into their life. I pray, God, that the power of God would manifest itself so that they would know it wasn't the preacher talking to me. It was God. I pray, God, that you would remove every barrier, every stronghold, everything that hinders them from hearing the truth of the word of God. So that, Lord God, that they might be encouraged in the journey that they have in front of them. So that they might be empowered to do your work and your will. So that they might be able to give your name the glory and the honor and the praise that it is due. God, I need you this morning that you might speak. Speak through me, Lord, and use me as a vessel, a clear-sounding vessel that would accomplish your will in this place. I bless you, God, in advance for what you're getting ready to do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. In this journey that we've been on in this series of messages entitled Walking Through Hell, we started our journey in Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, and we spoke to you from the subject matter, Walking through hell with the word. As you walk through hell, Joshua, you're going to need the word of God. And then last week when we were together, we spoke to you out of Daniel chapter 3, looking there at the three Hebrew boys, and we spoke to you from the subject matter, walking through hell with good company. One of the things we all came to the conclusion is that if you've got to go to a place you really don't want to go, and that place being walking through hell specifically, at least if you're going to go to a place you don't want to go, it's a little bit better if you've got good company. This morning, I find myself here again in Daniel where Daniel is going to show us and help us in another aspect, if you will, of our walk through hell. Now, as we each experience our various walks through hell, uh, some of our hell experience is that we're walking through hell on our jobs, or we're walking through hell in our homes, or we're walking through hell as a result of our health. Our health is failing. Our marriages are falling apart. We're walking through hell in our ministry. Our ministry is a mess. Our ministry is falling apart, and the enemy seems to be coming in from every angle. We're walking through hell on every side. It just seems like every time we make a little progression, hell comes and knocks us back. It seems like we're just about to catch your breath. Here comes something else. And hell seems to be your daily domain of of travel. And so I'd say this, that all of those who have experienced Walking through hell experience, whether on your job or in your home or in your health, one of the worst things that most of us will probably testify as we're going through those kind of experiences and as we're crying out to God and praying and fasting and seeking God in those situations while we're going through it. And while we're praying through it, and while we're being spiritual through it, and while we're fasting through it, we don't get any answer from God. That's a bad place to be. 
I mean, everything's falling apart and everything is in trouble. And, and I'm getting ready to get put out of my house and they're trying to repossess my car. And my marriage is falling apart and the people on my job are giving me hell. And, and it seems like hell is breaking loose on every side. The doctor's report is not what it should have been. The lawyer said ain't nothing else he can do. I mean, hell is hitting you everywhere and you're praying, but in your prayer, God's not answering. And the silence causes your faith in God to be pushed to the limit. And the reality is that is at times like this that many Christians walk away from their faith. They give up on God because they think God has given up on them. And oftentimes when they walk away from their faith is just before the answer of God comes. I want to talk to you on this morning from the subject matter in this third part of this series, Walking Through Hell. I want to talk from the subject matter, delayed response while walking through hell. While we're going through these situations, while we're going through and praying and fasting and crying out to God day and night, and we're doing all the things right, nobody wants to be doing all of that and then yet no answer comes from God. Nobody wants a delayed answer from God when hell is getting hot. Amen. When situation is getting worse, I mean, you're laying in a hospital bed and the doctor says, well, you might not make it to the morrow. And you're praying. And you're, I mean, who wants a delayed answer when you're in that position? I mean, I'm not going to make it through the night and the answer gets, gets here tomorrow afternoon. I mean, nobody wants a delayed response. But in this particular text, we get an opportunity to look behind the scenes of the delay in a prayer situation. It is in this text that Cyrus is the king in Persia. Babylonian captivity has come to an end. The children of Israel had been under the captivity of Babylon for 70 years And they had been there as a result of their disobedience to God, their failure to respond and react to the messages of God that had come from prophet after prophet. And God, as a result of their rebellion and their stubbornness, they were a stiff-necked and hard-headed people. God caused them to go into captivity in Babylon, and he assigned them 70 years in Babylon. Now, while they were in Babylon, Babylon, conquering everything, had destroyed their homeland. Babylon had torn down the temple, torn down the walls of protection around Jerusalem, set on fire everything, burnt up everything, destroyed the land. And so now that Cyrus has become king in Persia and Darius has released the captives of Israel to go back home and to rebuild their walls and to rebuild their homes and to rebuild the temple of God, uh, uh, Daniel is watching and witnessing a few things happen that are bringing him stress and putting him in distress and causing him to be sorrowful. While the children of Israel Some are going back to rebuild the temple and to rebuild the homes and to rebuild the wall while they're trying to rebuild the temple of God that had been decimated by the Babylonians, that had been ripped and stripped of all of its gold, that had been torn apart by these heathenistic people whom God allowed to happen because of their disobedience. When they go back to rebuild, they're now facing opposition from another enemy and the other enemy doesn't want them to rebuild the temple of God.
God. And yet at the same time, while Daniel is depressed and distressed and worried and concerned about that, Daniel also is concerned about what his people who are now, watch this, free to go back to, uh, to Israel and yet through all of the warnings, through all of the preaching that Daniel and other prophets have been doing while they were in captivity, the children of Israel are still worshiping other gods. They're still worshiping the gods of Babylon and they're still not ready. Some of them are not even not even desiring to leave Babylon, even though they've now been set free. They don't even want to go back. Because they're now falling in love with other gods and falling in love with Babylon's gods and falling in love with Babylon. So some of them are not even going back. So all of this that's going on and, and all of this is, is distressing Daniel and the vision of what is yet to come for the children of Israel causes him much distress. And for Daniel, it's like walking through hell for the last years. Daniel has been preaching to the people in captivity. Daniel has been saying to them, God is going to bring you out of this captivity. But when you go back, don't go back like you came in. But the people aren't listening. And the fate of the people is, is not a pretty sight. It's not encouraging what's yet to come. And so in the process of this, Daniel, because he's so distressed, because he's so mourned and grieving over all that he sees happening, Daniel begins to fast and pray. And he's fasting and praying. The Bible says, if you read the earlier verses of chapter 10, he's fasting and he's praying and he's mourning over what has been exposed to him. And while he's doing that, he fasts and he prays and he seeks answer from God for 21 days. For 21 days he's been fasting. For 21 days he's been praying. He's not eating any good food. He's not, he's not taking any good drink. He, he's fasting and praying and seeking an answer from God. And for 21 days, three weeks, God's answer hasn't come. He hasn't heard from God. He's got no response from God. And he's yet, uh, as the time goes on, no doubt, he's becoming more and more distressed about what he's heard and more and more distressed about what he's seeing and more and more distressed about what's going on in Jerusalem. And God has not yet answered him. And so uh, it is at this point where we find ourselves in Daniel chapter 10, verse number 10, when the angel of the Lord shows up. Actually, the angel shows up a little bit before that, and it is an angelic uh, appearance. It is a it is a glistening appearance. It's a it's a body uh, that is that is lightning and flashings, and and all, it's almost a the, the appearance of 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 the 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 the, pre- the, uh, the 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 Christ that is to show up in Revelation almost reads similarly. But it's an angel of the Lord that shows up. But no doubt, it's an angel. And so when the angel shows up here, the angel is going to bring three messages, uh, if I can say it that way. Three messages that he's going to bring to Daniel, uh, because you do know that angels bring messages. And so the angel is going to bring three messages to Daniel, uh, which I believe also will speak to us, that will help us as we're walking through our hell experience to help us on this journey. Are y'all still here? To help us to deal with the delay response while we're walking through hell. To deal with that answer that has not yet come, even though the hell's still coming. And so I think these three messages will help you. The first message... Uh, that comes to Daniel in this scenario is the message of comfort regarding delay. In Daniel chapter 10, the word says, Suddenly the hand of uh, the, the angel touched me, uh, which made me tremble on my hands and my knees. And, and, and he said to me, listen, man greatly beloved. The, 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 the message of comfort starts off for Daniel, which I believe you need to hear this. God loves you. The messenger 
the first words out the messenger's mouth, who is bringing the message from God, and it has taken him 21 plus days to get there, the first message is a message of comfort regarding the delay, and it says God loves you. You need to hear that this morning. I know you've been waiting. I know you've been praying. I know you've been fasting. I know you've been crying, but you need to hear God loves you. Y'all still here with me? And he not only tells Daniel that that God loves you, he says, Daniel, you're a man greatly beloved of God. Can I talk to you this morning and say the same to you? You are greatly beloved of God. God loves you. And he doesn't just love you on the surface. God loves you all the way through. God has great love for you. Pastor, how do you know that God loves me? I'm glad you asked that question. I know God loves you because he died on the cross for you. I know that God loves you because he gave his life for you. I know he loves you because he came through 42 generations, was crucified on a cross, buried in a bar tomb raised on the third day sits on the right hand of God even right now making intercession for you that's how I know God loves you John three sixteen tells me God loves you for God so loved you that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life God loves you that's the first comfort of the message that he brings but he doesn't stop there he says to Daniel in this text verse number 11 he says man greatly beloved he comes back and he says understand the words that i speak to you and stand up for i have now been sent to you and while he was speaking he says this word i stood trembling watch this after god tells daniel this is a message of comfort daniel god loves you and you're greatly loved of god but watch this but the message that god has for you God wants you to understand it. Here's the message of comfort. God's not going to send you a message that he doesn't want you to understand. Lord, have mercy. Whoo, I'm starting to feel it. Hold on. God is going to make sure that the message is broken down to your level. God wants you to understand. God sent this message for you while you're walking through hell, while you're going through your tough situation. God uh, divinely orchestrated the events of your life so that I could bring you a message that you would understand. Understand the message that God is sending to you and the angel watch this he says i've been sent to you i didn't just show up and just start talking no god sent me to you i'm here as a messenger of god to speak to you that's what the angel tells daniel can i talk to y'all this morning i'm here as a messenger of god because god sent me to talk to you god sent me to tell you he loves you God sent me to tell you, I want you to understand the message that I have for you. And I want you to know that I've been sent here just for you. I'm just walking through this text, but I got to make it real for you. God is speaking this message of comfort to Daniel. And he says to Daniel, Daniel, verse 12, God loves you and God encourages you and says to you, Daniel, don't be afraid. I know that you're standing there looking at this glowing and shining and raining angel and you are uh, you're overwhelmed by what you see and and Daniel you you might be afraid 
of the messenger, but also, Daniel, I don't want you to be afraid of the message. Can I talk to y'all this morning? Um, what the Lord says as a means of encouraging Daniel and giving comfort to him is to say to Daniel, Daniel, don't be afraid of the message. See, sometimes we, we, we don't want to hear from God when we're going through stuff because we're so smart that we think we've already figured out what God's going to say. And so we're afraid to hear the message of God. And because we're afraid to hear the message of God, we stay away from the messengers of God. And so when we, when we talk, instead of us seeking godly counsel, we seek friendship counsel. You know, help me here. We, we talk to people who ain't really going to tell us the divine truth. Because we're afraid of the divine message and the divine messenger. A lot of times, I'm just going to be just talking. A lot of times, folk, I already know this, so I'm not pulling nobody's skirt. I ain't pulling the wool out from over anybody. But a lot of times, folk won't come to me because they know that I'm not going to go easy. So they'll call the office and they'll say, well, is Pastor Pew there or... Or Pastor Williams. They don't want to talk to me because they are afraid of the messenger. So they figure if I talk to Pew, he might not be as hard as Sterling. But then others have figured out that I discipled Pew and Pew is just like me. So they said, well, we don't want to talk to him either. It's camper there. Somebody else. We want to talk to somebody. Because they're afraid of the messenger because they, they know that the messenger is going to bring the message from God. And the message from God might be the me- it might be that they're afraid of the message that the messenger is going to bring. So they don't want to talk to them. Y'all still here? We're just being honest. So he says, Daniel, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of the message and don't be afraid of the messenger. I love you. God loves you. Um, God is encouraging you. Don't fear. Don't be afraid of the message. But he says, watch this, verse 12. He says, from, f- from the first day that you set your heart to understand and to humble yourself before your God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. Here's part of the message that God gives to Daniel uh, to comfort him, the message of comfort regarding the delay. Daniel, um, God loves you. Um, Daniel, God encourages you not to be afraid. Daniel, um, God heard you. Um, listen, let me, let me talk to you. God heard you from the first day. I know it's been 21 days. I know it's been two years. I know it's been three years, four, five years. But God heard you from the first day. That, that, watch this. From the first day you set your heart in order with him. From the first day that you humbled yourself before him, God heard you. Watch this. This this is critical. It's not just from the first day that you started praying because sometimes our prayer is not in position to be heard. Our prayer is not offered up in a way that it can be heard by God. Sometimes our heart is not right before God and therefore our prayer is not heard by God. And so he says you've got to get your heart right with God. And Daniel, from the day that you set your heart to be humble before God, God heard you from the first day. And I know you think, well, I thought God heard our prayer. Sometimes, you know, like our prayer is arrogant. We pray from the perspective, not of humility, but from the perspective of demand. As if God owes us something or as if God works for us. We barking out commands to God. God, you better get down here and do this and do that and do that. God don't work for you. God was not made for man. Man was made for God. We got to turn that thing around. And so in our prayer, we need to be humble in our prayer. 
we got to find ourselves in the right position of humility that we can pray and talk to God, understanding God. Watch this. I don't care what you're going through. I don't care what it is. You cannot say I don't deserve it. You know why? Have you ever sinned? If you've ever sinned, the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. That's what you deserved. And so if you're living and even still going through stuff, you're already getting better than you deserve. And so we've got to humble ourselves. He says, but from the first day that you humbled yourself, from the first day that you set your heart, God heard you. And I need you to understand that this morning. God heard you. God heard your prayer. I know you've been waiting. I know it seems like there ain't no answer coming. The answer might be delayed, but it ain't that God didn't hear you. God heard you. And he encourages Daniel in that regard. That's his first message to Daniel. To continue our journey. Tune in next week for the second half of today's message. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our Spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.